0: IDC Radio 106.2 FM Film Fanatics fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones With Alan Zulay and Gal Balaban It's about a football coach, an American football coach Who comes to England to coach soccer slash football He doesn't know anything about the sport
1: Football, thank you, thank you David
0: Welcome to Film Fanatics, where we talk about the movies that have us obsessed, excited, and inspired. I'm Gaul,
1: And I'm Alan. Today, we'll be shifting most of our focus on TV shows, as we look at the hottest TV shows of the year, recognized by the Emmys. We'll also be sharing our favorite TV gems of last year that you may have missed, along with our guest, David.
0: And he'll be joining us as we review the show that has taken the world by storm, and that is none other than Loki. Now let's get started by looking at the Emmy nominations that were just announced on July 13th First of all, the Mandalorian and the Crown are tied with the most nominations twenty four each
1: yeah, they're, uh, which was kind of surprising, but when you, when you take a deep dive, you just see that like more predictably, like the Crown has more like acting nominations, and uh, the Mandalorian is more of like the technical nominations that happens in the Oscars a lot
0: too. It seems like they really It seems like they really leaned into Blockbuster TV shows, which were some of the most popular. Uh, Right beneath those two shows is WandaVision with 23 nominations, including Best Miniseries, Best Actor Paul Bettany, Best Actress for Elizabeth Olsen, and Best Supporting Actress for Katherine Hahn.
1: I am very excited that uh, WandaVision was nominated for Best Miniseries. I love that show. Elizabeth Olsen carries that show. So, like... She deserves to be here. So does he. But if we're talking more like prediction time, I'm going to say that the one that's going to take it here is Catherine Hunt.
0: Interesting prediction. I do think Elizabeth Olsen is definitely next level in terms of superhero acting. And it's exciting that there's never been any like Oscar or Golden Globe nominations for MCU performances. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. So this is like the first time and... uh. I I bet we're going to be seeing a lot more of that because like the quality of these Disney Plus shows, they're just on another level. Like not talking just about superhero shows like these are actually amazing shows with like great writing, great directing. And as you can see here, Emmy level acting. Nothing else to say about that.
0: You could tell (laughs) that like all the, the big TV critics and the fans equally loved these shows this year. With 20 nominations, there's also Ted Lasso, which I think was the most popular comedy of the year. And if I had to predict, it's going to win most of its awards, including Jason Sudeikis' performance.
1: Yeah, I honestly haven't seen Ted Lasso yet. We're going to talk about a lot about more about that show in a couple of minutes. But uh, you were a Ted Lasso fan. What do, you, what do you think of this?
0: I'm very excited to see it on here. And I hope uh, the Emmy nominations get it a bigger audience because it's just a really great show.
1: Also, going back to uh, best miniseries, we talked about *WandaVision* already. Uh, Qu- *The Queen's Gambit* and *Lovecraft Country* both have uh, eighteen nominations each, and they're both uh, in for best miniseries. Uh, I'm gonna be on- well, honest; I haven't watched either of those yet. I've seen both. <laughs> I'll be thrilled if uh, *WandaVision* won this one, <laughs> but I need to see—I need to watch both of these because, like, especially Loveca- uh, *Lovecraft Country*, because I've heard. Only good things about it.
0: Queen's Gambit, I, if I had to predict, is going to win Best Miniseries and is going to win Best Actress for Anya Taylor-Joy, especially as you see the other awards having played out. And Lovecraft Country is a really interesting show and I'm really glad that some of the performers got nominated. There's some like Jonathan Majors and Journey Smollett who are up and coming and I'm glad they're getting that attention.
1: Don't you actually think that the Queen's Gambit is a bit of old news now? I've seen like a couple of like, commentators on, on like them saying that like that all of these shows are like way hotter right now. And then the Queens Gambit moment kind of passed, even though it was like really high quality TV and it won a bunch of stuff. And it probably would have won here if he was newer. Does that make sense?
0: Look, I think that's a good point. But if you look at the past of the Emmys, that doesn't seem to have bothered them. Succession won best drama almost a year after it came out, even as opposed to newer shows. Um, even, like, Ted Lasso came out before The Queen's Gambit and is still hot in people's minds. Uh, with the miniseries discussion, that brings us to Mare of Easttown, which is nominated 16 times. I haven't watched it, but it seems like people are raving about it and Kate Winslet's performance is up against Anya Taylor-Joy and Elizabeth Olsen. That could have a big shot, too.
1: Yeah, people are talking a lot about that one. Um, I only heard good things, too. Is more of your classic, like, Emmy-nominated fair. For sure. As far as I'm, uh, as I heard, uh, but yeah, like we, we seem like we have a lot of TV to catch up on be- before the Emmy's are announced. Oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> um, and one more thing I want to mention that I was very happy when I heard is the Boys is nominated for best drama, which was one of my favorite shows of the last year. Also, a big superhero show, and I'm glad to see them embrace that because it's genuinely an awesome show.
1: Yeah, I'm. I am i am still working my way through the Boys, uh, but uh, the 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 stuff that I have seen. I think I'm in the middle of season one. Like it's a great show. It's it like, just ins- gets better from there. It's Insane and it lo- and it looks great. Like it looks like a like you know, like a streaming quality show, you know, like like yeah. a movie basically. That and... also
0: came out before the Queen's Gambit And people were oh, still God. talking about it.
1: Insane. Uh pandemic year. what wh- what can you do? Uh something that has me like that had me chuckle when the nominations were announced. Uh <laughs> apparently the Falcon and the Winter Soldier only got one acting nod. And it was for Best Guest Actor for Don Cheeto playing War Machine. And he was in there for, a think, a minute. <laughs> oh, and yeah. That, like, that really boggles back, my mind.
0: I actually went back and rewatched his scene after that. It's only just a minute and a half of him talking to, to Anthony Mackie in the museum. It, look, I get that Best Guest Actor is different than actual, like, um, carrying a show. I was, like, kind of hoping for Anthony Mackie to maybe get in. But I know it's, like... WandaVision was a little more out there and risky, so I get that they embraced that one much more.
1: I think that, honestly, Anthony Mackie should have gotten a nod here. Totally. Uh, he shouldn't have won, maybe, but uh, he should have gotten the nom. Uh, he played the heart out of the character in, the sh- in that show, and uh, Don Cheeto was even confused about this one. Yeah. Um, they don't I, have this kind of stuff in movies. Like, yeah. Best cameo. <laughs> yeah, Stan exactly. Lee would have won every year. Exactly. Uh, but, like... People say, uh, like, I've heard, like, people say that he got this nom just because everyone loves him in Hollywood, and he was, like, eligible. So people are just, okay, just give it a go, you know. He's like, he's like my butt. That's like,
0: true. He's been nominated for other stuff these last couple years at the Emmys, too.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we created a new segment, thank you, called uh, TV Gems. So the idea of this segment is that we're, each of us is going to, maybe pitch a show that we that we love like a newer show and we have to like convince the other two to watch it by the way i said the other two because david it's finally he's finally here he just hey joined. guys
2: what's up how are you i'm doing well how are you guys can we
0: great i mean uh it was destiny that our podcasting superpowers would finally join together yeah
2: yeah i mean there's so many good tv shows this i'm such a glad this is the episode i'm uh being on
0: yeah, and it only makes sense that you've come because I've been on yours before yeah with Josh check it out it's what when and what where and why what where and why yeah with, find it on
2: Spotify Apple Music with Josh, with Josh and David.
0: David and David Benign that's exactly how it goes on Radio Spotify
2: go check it out great come show come back for season 2 <laughs> yes yay
0: yeah. alright so we're each gonna be pitching a show that's a gem and we believe deserves a bigger audience that we really love and we're gonna be starting with Alan so tell us about your show
1: Okay, so I thought about like a thousand shows when uh when you had this idea, Gal, and uh I mainly landed on the politician. It's a Netflix show. Uh, it has two seasons. It's uh by uh Ryan Murphy. You might know him as a creator of Glee, Pose, Hollywood, and a bunch of other shows. And he- this show is a little bit different, cause like we're very used now to like the House of Cards type shows that like take place in like. Uh, Washington about like politicians like getting elected and like just being presidents and stuff like that like that's very normal right now like it's it's very cliche even at this point but what what Ryan Murphy does here is he like puts this crazy like Washington ward in like a high school basically is Ben Platt trying to get elected for a high school council president so like they put all this crazy like energy of like of like what you see in like shows like House of Cards but on a high school show with like parents getting involved and like um, and kids doing like wh- like Extremists crazy shit like extreme eye. shit like uh the the when you when you watch the show you're going to be like what how is this allowed like how are not all of these kids in jail but it's crazy and it's fun, and it's like very Ryan Murphy. I don't know how to explain it any more than that. And it has Gwyneth Paltrow; she plays Ooh. Ben Platt's mom.
0: This sounds fun, actually. I've seen the trailer before, but now that you reminded me what it's about, it does sound interesting.
2: It's got it, such an interesting concept as well, because I mean, when I was in high school, it was we did have like a little politics where there was like someone who was elected to be in charge of the grade, and it was like. Imagine if that was real politics and people actually we got really into it and there were extremists on either side and yeah yeah it
1: wow. it gets very extreme because like the idea is that Ben Platt's character he wants to be president someday like of the U.S. so like this is like his first thing so like he just pours everything into it and it gets to like a crazy level it's it's very fun it also has Zo- uh, Zoe Deutsch
0: oh I love her nice
1: she's really fun to watch too in this show uh so go check it out like it's it's crazy and in th- something that's really fun the second season is not actually that much like the first season so like you get kind of like two shows in one.
0: Oh, I like that and that also sounds like the perfect role for Ben Platt
1: yeah he's perfect in the show honestly he's so fun
2: So uh, my TV gem for uh, today's episode is the TV show, it's actually on Netflix, it's called Lupin. Uh, it's with Omar Sy, it's a French TV show. Uh, he's actually quite famous, he's in uh, another movie called The Intouchables, a very uh, meaningful movie. And uh, in this TV show, he is a son of an immigrant who works for an extreme billionaire, and the extreme billionaire is committing fraud he's money laundering he's not a nice guy and he actually frames his dad uh the guy the rich guy gets away with it his dad end, ends up committing suicide or that's what they think and pretty much lupin is when he 30 years later after he's received you know a, a top education he does have training in the military and now he's moving on to you know avenging his father's death or you know so he feels like he, has, he owes his father something. So he's basing his whole life pretty much around another book, which is called Lupin, which is about something called a gentleman spy. Somehow this guy is super rich and that's what he is now. He's a gentleman spy. So he's going to avenge his father's death.
0: This sounds so good, actually. I, I heard good things about it, but now that you've described the plot like that, that sounds great.
2: Uh, it, I mean, when it came on Netflix uh i remember after season one people already started speaking about season two like that was a cliffhanger at the end of season one because they they re- you know how they released it now on netflix where they release all the t- episodes yeah instead of weekly so uh obviously everyone started binging it and then uh second season was supposed to get released another eight months later they were supposed to start recording and then covid came out so season two just came out now and uh ended very well but i'm not gonna ruin it for you guys I actually watched two episodes of looping already of the first
1: season. And so I saw most of what you described already because you didn't get into spoiler stuff about like what happens next. But, uh, it it really is a really well-made show, like really well-made, like really like the direction is great. And, uh, the writing is amazing. I do suggest you guys check it out. You just convinced me to finish it. Because you just made me remember how f- how much fun I had watching those first two episodes.
2: So, uh, I'll tell you why I loved it without trying to ruin it too much. But there, there is something that brings up, like, my inner child. He does reference, like, this book called Lupin, which also, funny fact, is the name of the show. So, uh, there, there is, like, a reference to this child book. And it kind of brings a new inner child because he's a gentleman spa. And he gets to do all these cool things and all these cool tricks. And he gets to play with cool gadgets So like... You know, that brings up the inner kid inside Yeah, it's of me.
1: basically like if we like got to be like James Bond. When yeah,
2: we really were. I was going to
0: say, that reminds me of Kingsman.
2: Yeah, very similar to Kingsman.
0: My show is one that I don't think it's as hidden as you guys because it's been nominated for awards. But I still think it deserves a bigger audience and uh, more people need to check it out. And this show is Ted Lasso. Uh, I didn't really expect much from this show, but I really loved it. It's about a football coach, an American football coach, who comes to England to coach soccer slash football. He doesn't football. know anything about the
1: sport. Fabu. Thank you. Thank you, David.
0: Well, I just didn't want to... I wanted to it's avoid fabu. confusion. You, between you, this you are very okay, much I will outnumbered shut up here. Now. I will shut up now. Um, okay, he doesn't know anything about football. Because um, he's only coached american football and um he's a very positive guy he's known for uh, being very optimistic and bringing the best out of others but because he's like not a traditional football coach like the public hates him and they want him to fail and so that becomes really hilarious and uh, it definitely avoids tropes of say like sitcoms but also uh the story's always progressing and immediately the characters are all lovable uh, there's some really laugh out loud moments uh if you love sports you're good to go if you love all yeah it sounds comedy, quite interesting
2: of, of, sort of a sports lover you know someone who doesn't understand this specific sport but is a, you know a sport fanatic like ted lasso you know uh, an american football coach
0: yeah, totally. Yeah. And so it Different has those powers. scenes for you, but it also has really good character development and just really great moments of humor that will keep surprising you. And it's very heartwarming as well. And I think you have to give it a go. It's only 10 episodes.
1: Ah, it's only on season one.
0: It's yeah. Season two is actually starting next, this Friday. Yeah, I was going to say oh, next uh, week. So I then, think yeah. maybe I'll just watch it once it all comes out.
1: Yeah, like a Gal does that, which annoys me. Wow. Uh,
0: it's more fun. Is it a weekly or is it uh, a
2: full season? I'm drop? pretty
0: sure it's coming out weekly on Apple T V plus, but I Damn. like doing I like watching it like all in a short period of time. Listen. Yeah.
1: If you needed any more proof that uh Gal Gen Z and I'm a millennial, it's right here.
2: <laughs> I, I love
1: I... weekly television.
2: Weekly television was the best.
1: But back to Ted Lasso, I actually have been wanting to try that show for so long. Um and now that you got all these Emmy nominations and it has got to back it up, I feel like I'm going to have to watch it because um, it sounds like you're ri- right up my alley. I love like sports, movies and sports, like TV shows. For me and you, it might even be like, yeah, like next level because I think you are as much as I am like a huge football fan. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like we it's might. It's such,
2: ent- such an interesting concept, like the, the fact that, you know. He does know how to coach a sport. He does understand how, you know, coaching a team works. But when it's a different sport, you know, he probably comes across a lot of struggles in the show. Like, I haven't seen it. But there's probably, as you said, you know, there's a lot of character development in in that way. And him learning, you know, a new sport, but with the skills that he knows, sounds quite interesting.
0: And it brings a lot of humor. And like the the best sports movies, it is uplifting, but it never gets cheesy or melodramatic in any way. Uh, And that's what I really like about it. And all the characters are really funny. And it it just came out of nowhere and blew me away. And I think it has something for everyone.
1: Okay, I think all of us basically decided that we have two new shows to watch each. Totally. So I uh, I guess it's coming home this time.
0: For our last segment, we are reviewing an enormous TV show. One that did not get any nominations for the Emmys. But... Uh, It has taken the world by storm. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's raving about it. And that is Loki. We protect the proper flow of time. You picked up the Tesseract breaking reality. I want you to help us fix it.
1: Why me? I need your unique Loki perspective.
2: Do I get a weapon? Nah. So at first, before before I started watching Loki, I mean, I was really interested in watching it. I didn't like wait for it to get released. I started watching on the third when the third episode was out. So I watched the first three in the, within the same week. But you know, the fact that like, as there is so much character development for Loki, and the whole idea of him growing as a person, and it's just like you you like him more after these you know, the first three episodes as I watched them than when I did in in the Avenger films because I didn't really care for him too much. But then when this came out, there's so much that he does have to offer that it can go in such great ways and it has such great potential now for him and for his character. The only growth that he had in the multiverse, I feel like it was more related to Thor. Yeah.
1: Than anything else. And in here, and he related to like Odin and stuff like that. And in here, it's just him. With like new people and like how he changes overall without needing Thor and without yeah, like cause his he, he was so
2: attached to Thor and the multiverse. He's, he was always under him and he always. Whenever Thor develops, then he can develop. But then exactly. now that he's so he, he's unattached, he's unattached, and he can go so much more, and he does. Yeah. It's, it's crazy Wait, when you see.
0: guys are saying multiverse, you mean like the sacred timeline, right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, Do
1: you want to explain a little bit about that? Because that was really confusing in the beginning.
0: All right. Basically, um, the sacred timeline is where all the MCU has happened. But when Loki, when the Avengers used the quantum realm to travel in time and then Loki did something differently in 2012, he created a Nexus event, which is like a new timeline. And the TVA has to fix these Nexus events. And the people who create them are called Variants.
1: But there's also something fun that you learn in the show is that, like, a lot of variants, like, escape. So, like, they have to, like, hunt down different variants of different people. And that's the that's the concept of the show. That This Loki that we have now, he's a variant. Because he's supposed to, like, get caught by the Avengers and, like, have this, like, like we talked about before, go to Thor 2, Thor 3 and die in Infinity War. That's what he's supposed to do in the Sacred Timeline. So he escaped that sacred timeline, so like, he's a variant, so he's a variant now, so like, what happens to him now? That's what you, That's what the show's all about.
2: No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. Where I lie, I don't like to talk.
1: But you do like to lie, which you just did. Because we both know you love to talk. Talkie, talkie. How long have you been here? I don't know, it's hard to say, you know, time passes differently here in the TVA. What does that mean? You'll catch up.
0: And that brings us to the TVA, which I think is a really cool setting. And that introduces us to Owen Wilson, who plays Mobius and some other really great characters who we'll talk about. Yeah, he's amazing. Do you want to know
1: the full name of Mobius? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mobius M. Mobius.
0: Wow. (laughs) Wow. I mean, he and Tom Hiddleston have a lot of great scenes and all, all the TVAs, like, really cool. And I think the whole thing that everyone loves about the show is how witty it is
2: yeah they they, you know they they bounce off each other so much and they connect so much the characters and like it isn't you know just loki's development and just him and the show's about him but every other character is important and and they all have something to add and they all you know as you said the wittiness just like bounces off each other and everything the knowledge that you need to know about the actual show is given to you by all the characters and not just loki and his story
0: Speaking of which, who do you think was the best character? The highlight of the show?
2: Ooh, I, I have mean, to say Loki. Yeah, I mean Tom, just because he's kills gone it. so so well from this character, from what he used to be, as we discussed prior to you know the Avengers and all of that. It just his character changed so much, and he's gotten more likable as you know as a fan of the Marvel universe.
0: I have to agree. Like he definitely went new places with his acting even as we've seen him as a fan favorite before but I always have a thing for side characters and this kind of stuff I especially yeah. love Renslayer who is played by Gugu and Batha-Raw I think it took me to finish the show to realize she was one of my favorites but side she characters is are making it now side characters yeah. are making
2: it and it's gonna be big
1: yeah she's really good in the show like she's a good uh like more darker character like you, you don't really know what her intentions are or like what she's doing in the TVA she she's like the judge that appears in the trailer yeah. um but i'm going to say that for me i can't tell you who this character is but i'm going to tell you that actress but like a close second to Loki here for me to Tom Henderson was Sofia Di Martino yeah i really really loved her role and i loved like how she played that role I, again i can't really get into specifics without spoiling the shit out of the show but yeah. uh watch
2: watch episode two, episode three, and then, yeah. then come back and understand. Yeah, it's it's who the blonde uh, girl is.
1: Yeah. It's the blonde woman. You're gonna you're gonna like her and like um
0: She's really I have a feeling she's gonna be big in the future yeah, of yeah. the MCU,
2: hundred percent. Now,
0: this is where we might differ, but how does Loki rank against WandaVision and the Falcon and Winter Soldier?
2: I haven't seen Wandavision and but I have seen the Falcon. I think Loki came above that. For sure. I don't know because these
1: three shows are so good. I'm not used to having like uh superhero TV shows be this good, especially in such a quick success- succession. succession. Yeah. I'm gonna say that Loki might be my number one, then one division, then Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
0: I'm gonna disagree. I actually enjoyed Falcon a little more than Loki, but Loki has grown on me ever since I finished it. Um I do think the main thing that off put me put me off about Loki was the idea that like he had his arc and now he has a different arc which I had to get used to but then I think it would maybe be tied with WandaVision but like it's hard to rank because they all have such great things to offer uh, stuff that the others don't
1: you're not big on trust are you
0: you can trust me Loki I've studied almost every moment of your entire life You've literally stabbed people in the back like 50 times. Why never do it again?
1: So, uh, one more question uh, to finish this off. Let's look a bit towards the future. They announced Loki Season 2. And also, there's like a bunch of Disney Plus shows that are coming up next. What is the one that you guys are most excited for?
2: So, uh, I mean... There are a few characters that we all loved from the Marvel movies, you know, such as Groot. You know, he does have like a little, you know, he has a baby Groot and because obviously the Groot dies. But actually, I want to see where he goes with it. But also, you know, uh, Secret Invasion, Samuel L. Jackson's amazing. He's funny. I don't see where he can go wrong. And, I mean, we, we just spoke about it, but they don't have a name for the series. But the Wakanda series are probably also... You know the cool gadgets and all of those cool things that work and you're like oh that's so cool i think that's gonna be a cool tv show uh,
0: right now i'd say i'm most excited for hawkeye and also as miss marvel is coming closer i'm getting really pumped for that potential
1: i'm gonna agree with Gal. my most excited one of these is hawkeye maybe it's because it's probably the next one uh after what if um but also it has my f- my favorite actress right now at Steinfeld. i think i talked about this yeah. before on the show yeah uh-huh. I want to thank David for joining us. Uh, if you want to hear more of his very British voice, joining uh, join him. Uh, the entire season one of what, what when, and why? Thank you. What, when, and why is available on Spotify or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts?
0: Also, with our friend Josh.
1: Yes, who we we we'll probably have here
2: at some point as well. We thank know. you guys so much for having me been uh, amazing i'm really excited for these shows and to uh, discuss them again
0: this was so much fun talking about tv i'm gall
2: i'm alan thank you for joining us we'll see you next time Bye bye i'm david